0: Hi, I'm Charles.
1: I'm Christine, and,
0: and we eat stuff.
1: Hi everyone. This is a podcast we eat stuff and talk about things. We're seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. This week we had Tim Wiggins from Retreat Gastro stop by. We spoke about his time in New Zealand, A major award he recently received from Sauce magazine and he told me a little bit about his disdain for Pokemon Go. I had a little bit of a cold when I was doing this but regardless please enjoy my interview with Tim. Tim, hi. Hey. Thank you for coming over.
0: <laughs> of course. How are pleasure. you today? Doing really well. It's good. been a good day. It's been a little bit relaxing. Just had some coffee.
1: Yeah? Is this your day off?
0: No. I no. go in in about two hours.
1: Okay. That's not bad, though. Yeah. Okay. But we're sitting here now. You've brought us something to drink. Yes. What is this that you've brought us?
0: Uh, it is an Amaro called Averna. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite things to drink neat, drink on the rocks, to mix. Mm-hmm. Um, pairs really, really well with, you know, whiskey, gin, rum, uh, grapefruit, Mm -hmm. so it's super versatile, um, just the right amount of, like, bittersweet, Mm -hmm. syrupy texture, so it adds, like, some thickness to drinks. It is
1: good. How did you first discover it?
0: Well, it it was unavailable for a long time, Mm -hmm. um, and so when it became available again, um, my Glaciers rep brought it in and said, hey, you know, mm-hmm. it's been out of stock forever. Campari has bought it and now it's ramped up the scale and like, mm-hmm. it's it's available. So that was when, because uh, I had kind of like read about it and seen it, but I hadn't really ever been able to have it because it had been out of stock. Mm-hmm. So once it came back in, I think everyone kind of bulked up on it. I know cool. the majority of bartenders and bar managers I've talked to are pretty stoked about it.
1: Cool. Very good. Have you started working with it a lot recently?
0: Yeah, it's. Yeah. I have it in two and a couple cocktails on the menu. Um, and we. I use it in a, in a punch mm-hmm. that is really, really tasty um, that we did for the Sausage Soiree. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's... I love using it. It's not as summer friendly, mm-hmm. so it's uh, going into fall. Hopefully we can... Oh, it was something fun.
1: Well, good. Yes, we would love to try that out. Mm. That's awesome. So we're going to just sit here, talk about things. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess one of the most notable things we could talk about is a week ago, about a week ago, you received a, a pretty major award from Sauce Magazine. Yeah. What is that?
0: Uh, well, it was the viewer's choice uh, Bartender of the Year, mm-hmm. um, which I think is incredibly honoring because it was, you know... The you know St. Louis was voting, and yeah. it wasn't just you know someone who likes you gave you an award, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was really fun and uh, really shocking, honestly.
1: Yeah,
0: it was it was something that when I figured out that I was a you know, uh, not a contestant, but I contender. Had, yeah contender mm-hmm. and potentially could be in this. You know, my initial thought was like, oh, you know, you look at these names on this list, mm-hmm. um, and it's like, oh, well, these are all the people that. Like, I look up to, I go and listen to talk and mm-hmm. drink from, and, like, we all chat. Um, and so it was just, I was just excited to be, you know, on the same list. Yeah. And then when it came out, I was, like, I don't know, I was blown away because, yeah. you know, it's it's fun, but it's also, like, anytime uh, like, Ted Kilgore would be listed after me in something I think is insane. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I was just kind of like, "Well, Ted's the man yeah. will always be the man," mm-hmm. um, and everyone else that was even a you know contender on it are all brilliant, awesome mm-hmm. people. Um, but yeah, it was fun.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So, did someone notify you ahead of time, or did you find out when all of us found out? It was
0: really strange. They kept like a couple of people were kind of hinting at it. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, I did know that the reason we were doing the sauce event. Was because of something like that. Mm -hmm. I knew that we didn't, because I don't think the restaurant was like, didn't win any of any awards Mm in the in the um in Sauce's magazine, so Mm -hmm. I figured something else had to be going on. Um, but the week before the soiree, um, I went in to just chat to the people at Sauce and they Mm -hmm. showed me the magazine, so that was the first time I actually saw it and was kind of, yeah. Like, oh, wow.
1: Yeah, holy crap.
0: <laughs> yeah, holy crap, that's that's awesome and yeah. shocking and yeah. really, really, you know, flattering.
1: Yeah, well, congratulations. Thank you, thank I mean, you. I I think you were very deserving of it. yeah you know, we <laughs> met you uh, actually when you were at um, uh, Small Batch. Yes. When you were bartending there. Yeah. So that was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And we followed you to, as you said, your new restaurant. Mm-hmm. And what is this new restaurant?
0: it is is Retreat. Retreat, Retreat Gastropub. Mm-hmm.
1: So where um, is this?
0: Uh, on the corner of Sarah and the Khalid. Okay. So, the actual address is a little bit of a uh, is under contention. It's it's six north and two north. Mm. It we it was two north, but our no one could figure out. We didn't get any of our mail, and it was just uh, because we're underneath a sign that says six north. Gotcha. So we have adopted the address of six north.
1: Okay. Got
0: it. <laughs> which is just but it's easy. on the
1: corner, it so just look It's hard. on the
0: corner, yeah. underneath the big 6, nor- six mm-hmm. North sign. That's the easiest way to describe it. Uh, sandwiched in between the Scottish Arms and the block.
1: Very cool. And what is your position at Retreat?
0: My position is beverage director, which basically means bar manager.
1: Cool. Okay. How long has Retreat been open for?
0: We are coming up on 10 months. Nice. Um, so, yeah, it was early October. We started actually doing... Uh, soft openings and it was a, <clears throat> there was like a, almost a full like six months of us like thinking we were going to be able to be open so mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, a lot of time spent uh, in the building with it not being open so it feels like it's been open for way longer than almost ten months mm-hmm. but it just, we've been working in that uh, building for almost almost two years
1: wow, okay very cool. Yeah. Alright, so you were a beverage director there. Mm-hmm. You you come up with all the fancy, fun drinks there.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: How, how are you able to express yourself there? Can you talk about that a little bit?
0: Yeah, I think that the the best thing about working with Travis, the owner, is the autonomy he gives his employees. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with our chef and uh, with me behind the bar. He's kind of just, you know, do what you want, go for it, experiment. Like, as long as you have a plan, you know, do whatever you want, mm-hmm. but, you know, at the end of the month, we're going to look at the numbers, and then we'll figure out if it's working. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's a lot of freedom to, to say, okay, what would what would I, what do I want to drink? What do I think St. Louis wants to drink? What is progressive, and what is familiar? Mm-hmm. And I think that's how I kind of tie it together, of like, well, what is, uh, what's fun, what's new, what's creative, but what is... Uh, Consistent and relatable to, you know, 90% of the, the MAP public. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find that I can express myself because I like to think that, you know, you know, classic cocktails are where, you know, my roots are, especially working at a place like small batch, you know, you just, I mean, you, you get hammered into your head, you know, you have to be able to make these classics, mm-hmm. which I think really is the foundation. You know, you, you can't just start creating drinks without knowing you know, you, you don't start playing guitar or piano without knowing your scales. You know, mm-hmm. you have to know the bass to then uh, make riffs. Mm-hmm. So I think it's fun to actually kind of find my identity of what does what does a cocktail menu look like that, you know, I've created, mm-hmm. and that's and that's something that I'm still learning. You know, what is, uh, you know, kind of my style, which I think is still just riffs on classic cocktails, mm-hmm. um, but in, in a unique way.
1: Cool. All right. What, what's your background in the industry? How long have you been bartendering and bar managing for?
0: You know, when I was... I started... I came back from New Zealand, and I didn't have a job. Hmm. And I applied at Range, downtown. was mm-hmm. where I met Travis, the mm-hmm. owner of a retreat. Um, he hired me, and that was three and a half years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started working... In the industry then, I had worked in kind of, I mean, in like customer service and service industry jobs, but never had like a full service restaurant. Mm-hmm. So th- that was my first full on restaurant. It was, you know, kind of thrown into the wolves, of crazy busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I started there food running for like a month mm-hmm. just to get my bearings, um, then started serving and bartending within the first six months of being there. Um, so, that was my first, like, introduction to bartending, which mm-hmm. I actually did not like. Yeah. I would prefer to, to serve or do other things. I thought the bartending... I loved beer. hmm So, that was what drove me to start bartending, uh-huh. and then once I started, I never wanted to go back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, it's been a relatively short time, but I also was... started there working six to seven shifts a week, mm-hmm. and then when they opened small batch moved there to be the front of house manager and mm-hmm. kind of bar manager and was working, you know, never fewer than 50 hours a week. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like immersing myself in the industry not just kind of part-time working, mm-hmm. uh, which I think just kind of sped up the process. So uh-huh. it feels like I've been doing it for longer than a few of four years.
1: That's cool. So what, what changed to get you to start enjoying the bartending process?
0: I think I realized that there's freedom and there's a different attitude and there's a different connection you make with your guests mm-hmm. behind the bar, as well as, um, you know, a trust built between the customer and the bartender that, you know, you can, you can create something just for them, you mm-hmm. can cater things to be just to their needs, um, and in that way you kind of play, you know, cook and, I mean, server, cook, you have this Mm multi-role of being able to, you know, improve the guest experience. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, and I mean, less where I was downtown at Range, you know, it was beer and, you know, lemonade cocktails Mm -hmm. and just fast service. Um, I mainly liked it because I didn't have to run up and down stairs all day, which was a huge bonus. Yes. Um, and even moving to Small Batch, I didn't have much interest Mm -hmm. in bartending, Mm -hmm. um, I thought it was something that was fun, but I was not, yeah. I never would have thought that years down the road that would actually be a passion. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Okay. Yeah. Cool. Very good. All right. Now I want to back up a minute. Mm -hmm. What were you doing in New Zealand?
0: I was doing a lot of things. Uh, I went there on a three-month visa Mm -hmm. uh, because I was in between school. Mm -hmm. I finished two years at Merrimack and was supposed to transfer to a school in Chicago, Mm -hmm. then supposed to be in LA, and it all just fell through Mm -hmm. and then I was like you know what I gotta get out of here and do something so I signed up for a program in New Zealand Mm -hmm. where I was essentially working living um, at a church for super super cheap Mm -hmm. and then playing music every day to kind of to make the money back that Mm -hmm. you were staying for cheap for Um, so staying in North Island traveling up and down a bit Mm -hmm. um, made amazing friends Lived in a tiny little house with, like, 12 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, just the, the cultural experience, getting removed from America and actually mm-hmm. <laughs> looking at it from the outside was, the perspective was amazing.
1: Cool. That's interesting. Were you there for, what, three months? I was there Wait, for the three longer. months, okay. yeah.
0: It felt like two years because yeah. it was just a lot.
1: Wow. Yeah, very different culture from what
0: I've <laughs> very, heard. Very, very different culture. That's cool. Um, Yeah, didn't, I mean, we were, we stayed right next to a beautiful winery Hmm. um, that had some amazing Sauv Blanc, and their beer scene wasn't really what I was into at the moment, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was still fun.
1: Cool. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Are you from St. Louis? I am. Okay. From Webster. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. (laughs) Born and raised right, well, born in Virginia, but moved here when I was like six months old. Okay. So,
1: yeah.
0: Consider myself completely... From Missouri, gotcha. Love Saint Louis.
1: Yeah, it's a nice place. It is. I like it. Cool. So, what did you want to be when you were a kid?
0: I wanted to be a drummer. Yeah. And it's it's funny because I <clears throat> of all the things I do currently, um, I think I'm a far better drummer than I am anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I don't play the drums right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, it was it was baseball, and drumming. Uh, were kind of the, the two things that I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be in a rock band and blow up the world. <laughs> and that was like the coolest thing in the world.
1: Cool. Were there particular bands that you wanted to emulate? or that you idolized? Um, Oh,
0: that's a tough question. There were, I mean, it was tough because the music I like to listen to and the music I like to play were totally different. hmm So this like whole Sufjan, like, Folk indie genre um, is what I would listen to, but mm-hmm. I would like to play things that were a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more fun mm-hmm. um, and rhythmic. Um, and so that was kind of this uh, tough thing to put together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up getting in a, a, well, my friends and I started a band um, a couple of years ago and moved into a house together and went for it mm-hmm. and played shows and did some recording. Um, and then when retreat was opening, I had to end that mm-hmm. so that I could focus all on, uh, you know, my career, which was very, very bittersweet, but yeah. St. Louis is not a place uh, to make money playing music. True. Or at least the type of music that I like to play.
1: hmm It's tough. <laughs> yeah, and not
0: that it's not St. Louis's fault. It's the majority of cities, but... Yeah
1: mm mm-hmm. Were you formally trained in percussion drums?
0: Um, I, w- I went. I played percussion and uh, I was in band through school. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I went to high school, to be in jazz band you had to also be in regular band, and uh. I had no interest in that. Mm-hmm. So, stopped doing that in starting in high school. But started giving drum lessons mm-hmm. and had uh, was giving you know uh, five six lessons a week, mm-hmm. and I found that to be. Probably the most educational thing for myself was actually teaching someone else how to do it, um, and so began doing that. Um, was playing in a couple bands, um, but didn't ever have like formal training. <clears throat> cool. Okay.
1: What is the book or books that you have gifted to people the most?
0: I, I by far would say that Death and Company is probably the most influential. Uh, cocktail book I've ever read.
1: Death and Company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Death
0: and Company. I have all the bartenders that uh, work at retreat are you know required to read the book, mm-hmm. go through it. Um, there's there's many books I think that are amazing. I think that one uh, wraps them all together, in my opinion, the best. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just written by a bar in New York called Death and Company. That mm-hmm. was one of the pioneers of the cocktail scene. Um, in East Village, which I just, I was just there to visit uh, last month. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just the most perfect, uh, you know, mix of, you know, ingredients, tools, philosophy, um, recipes. Mm-hmm. It's awesome.
1: Cool. Do you recall, is it a particular person or just the bar? That it is a few
0: guys. Uh-huh. So, uh, like, Phil Ward, Joaquin Simo, and a few of the other bartenders that... Like, we're, like, the core guys, mm, okay. you know, that publish these recipes. Uh, Jillian Vose, who's now at the Dead Rabbit. The majority of the bartenders there have now opened their own restaurants, mm-hmm. um, which is just awesome to see. Um, and they, I don't know, the, the way the book lays it out, you know, they all have their different personalities and the way they relate. And so you can kind of get to know these people through their recipes, mm. through the stories. Cool. Yeah, it's amazing.
1: Very good. Okay, I will have to check that out. Yes, it's a all right. book. Let's see. Uh, what do you do when you're not at work?
0: <laughs> Almost always I will be at either Sump or Comet mm-hmm. drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, love, love coffee um, just as much uh, as uh, booze and food, <laughs> um, which are kind thing. of the, the triangle yeah. of my life. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, usually either at a coffee shop um, mm-hmm. with my wife or... Mm-hmm. Um, going to uh, Salvation Army or Goodwill and looking through antique glassware um, mm-hmm. or probably reading a book. Mm-hmm. I really like reading books. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's it's kind of a, a simple life right now of working, drinking coffee, reading, and watching Netflix with yeah. my wife. It's not so bad. No, it's it's... <laughs> wonderful.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yes. Oh, I should mention you, you got married, what, about six weeks ago? Yes. Congratulations. Um, yeah,
0: it was, uh, it was great. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome.
1: Yes. yes How it's... long have you guys known each other? We've known
0: each other for about two years before we got married. We met at Small Batch. Oh, cool. Um, Both working there? Yes. Cool. So she was, she was one of the original hires there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we got to know each other there. I basically told her, hey, find another job. Because I want to date you, because <laughs> um, uh-huh. at the time I was the front house manager and she was one of the servers, and uh-huh. so um, she did. She moved to work somewhere else. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's where it all began.
1: Cool, <laughs> good deal. What is her name?
0: Her name is Lauren.
1: Excellent. Yeah, so she, she has
0: a lot of a lot of uh, industry experience, mm-hmm. and is an amazing cook. Amazing. Um, front house person Mm -hmm. um and is just now recently out of the industry and works in an office building Mm -hmm. um which is great as well
1: cool very good when you think of the word successful Hmm. who's the first person who comes to mind
0: i think well it's tough i mean or a couple yeah i i mean well i don't know right now i think that uh Travis, who owns Retreat, is successful because Mm -hmm. he had a vision, totally risked everything for it, and is now finally uh, reaping the rewards of, you know, focusing in on something and giving everything to it. And Mm so I think success not measured in numbers, but more in, like, achieving what he set out to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I look at, I don't know, there are, I mean bars like Depp & Co and mm-hmm. uh, Trick Dog that are like leading the trends of what uh, what the nation is looking at mm-hmm. um, because I, I think that what's funny is the cocktail bars don't really make much money mm-hmm. and so if you look at you know like uh, you know, Taste and Planner's House, two of the, the best cocktail bars in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be unfair to try to you know measure their success in numbers, but mm-hmm. you know I think of them as very successful because they deliver consistent, incredible quality drinks, you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that other places aren't successful, but I think that they've kind of found a way to like do it for a number of years and actually you know stick to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my mom is successful. Yeah. Um, in totally a different way of uh, her her plan was to have kids and raise them and love them and be with them and so she has always done that. Um, she has a master's degree and doesn't use it. Works with uh, special needs kids and so mm-hmm. I see her as someone who you know saw what she wanted to do, went for it, and is actually doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think a lot of the times means you're not financially successful.
1: Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes if it's personally fulfilling, then it's totally right. worth it. Exactly. I know a lot of people like that, so. Yes. Yeah.
0: And if you can get uh, both of those to happen and make money and do exactly what you want,
1: yeah.
0: bingo. But
1: yeah. Godspeed. <laughs> right. That's right. That's kind of rare, though. <laughs> Very rare. <laughs> okay. Um, do you have a special food memory, food or drink memory from growing up?
0: Well, my mom I love, but uh, she could not, she was not a cook at all, at all. Um, She'd be the first to tell you that. Um, So, unfortunately, my food memories as a kid probably are not that positive. Um, I do remember my uh, grandma making really good food um, years ago, but nothing that I, nothing that sticks out. To, I mean I guess my my best memories are grilling on the deck mm-hmm. just throwing steaks and burgers on and actually hanging out as a family mm-hmm. um although they, I mean not that they were that good but just the I don't I don't know I guess growing up in a family where you're not really like cooking isn't you know it didn't it wasn't something we ever thought about or talked about mm-hmm. or like strive to do well mm-hmm. um which is like the opposite of my wife whose dad owned a bakery mm-hmm. and both of them are like very into cooking and very good cooks mm-hmm. um and so I think I mean not that I grew up thinking oh this food is bad it was just
1: kind of mm-hmm. you made it because you guys yeah, got to
0: eat. it's just food it's uh-huh. just food yep. um yeah which I think is you know, kind of crazy now because I love cooking now. It's probably one of my greatest hobbies is Mm -hmm. um, trying to perfect cooking steaks and pork chops and uh, mainly protein, and I let uh, Lauren cook everything else.
1: Nice. Okay. Uh, What's an interest or a hobby you have that no one would ever suspect about you?
0: (sighs) That's a good question. (laughs) That's a really good question.
1: Um, I get to learn lots of interesting stuff about people.
0: Yeah, I have uh, an obsession with tattoos. Yeah. Um, I think that flipping through tattoos on Instagram is definitely a hobby. Mm-hmm. Because I spend a lot of time doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that and uh, haircuts, I really like looking... I mean... I don't know a ton about the different ones but Uh like flipping I find myself spending like an hour flipping through different barbers Mm -hmm. uh web pages and instagrams yeah um which yeah both of those I probably spend a lot more time doing than anyone would ever know Mm um I really kind of in that same vein really appreciate and like uh Men's fashion mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of like men's wear. Yeah. Um, looking not, good. Not that I have any money to, to buy the things I like, <laughs> uh, but I appreciate looking at them. Uh-huh. Um, I think those are things that, I don't know, maybe people wouldn't expect. And uh, watching lots of Food Network. hmm. Okay. Lots and lots of Food Network.
1: Yeah.
0: Too much Beat Bobby Flay. <laughs> Far too much. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Every episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Known to a team. Yes. <laughs> That's cool. Yes. Well, all right, so you do actually have lots of tattoos. Uh, are any of them especially meaningful to you, or tell a good story? Um, I think
0: that they all kind of have a, I mean, I don't know, I I think that you can get tattoos just because you like how they look, mm-hmm. and you can get them that have, you know, this long story of meaning, and both are, are totally valid. Um, I think I have, like, a kind of a combination of you know, so the lighthouse um, on my arm—something that I wanted forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, living overseas and being just really close to the ocean, and kind of this like love for the, the water, and uh, and just what like a lighthouse stands for—of just kind of this uh, big structure that is that is guiding, that is keeping ships from the dark shore. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of this overarching light. Um, and just this theme that i really love of um yeah just kind of uh you know not not being alone in the dark mm-hmm. um so i love love lighthouses mm. and i went to Brad Fink who owns Iron Age mm-hmm. um and i just kind of said hey this is what i want and then started working with him um and so once that was finished i wanted something else he kind of recommended, you know, keeping with that nautical theme Mm -hmm. and doing, like, an octopus um, and then kind of tying in that into a treasure chest with a key. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the majority of them are birthed by, like, lyrics and songs that then get kind of... uh, that stick in my head that I kind of... like, what what does a picture of that look like? Um, Mainly when I was, like... I think, like, 18 to 22, listening to a lot of Me Without You, Mm -hmm. um, who just has crazy lyrics and just kind of, uh, you know, visualizing those um, or, like, just reading uh, and kind of picturing things and kind of thinking, oh, well, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. Um, My new uh, project is getting a giant pineapple tattooed on me um, (laughs) because I love pineapples. Awesome. I don't have any sort of... uh, emotional connection to pineapples but I think that not only are pineapple drinks great Mm -hmm. but pineapples are beautiful Mm -hmm. and uh just have this like fun community culture and Mm -hmm. so I don't know that's the next project
1: so wait for the pineapple to appear
0: I hope so (laughs) we'll see we'll see and if it's like in two inch form or in like 12 inch form I'm not sure yeah
1: cool okay um what purchase of 100 dollars or less that you've made recently has most positively a- affected you hmm. oh.
0: <laughs> that is a good question i make lots of little amazon purchases
1: yeah thank god for amazon
0: yeah amazon prime is yeah. just too dangerous
1: mm-hmm.
0: um it's probably a household item, because we moved into this apartment, mm-hmm. and we, like, set it up, um, I'm trying to think of something, I mean, I would say, like, a book, but I'm trying to mm-hmm. think of something more interesting, because um, I did just get a new, uh, Tiki book,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is, it's pretty cool. I like it. Of recipes? It's recipes, it's history, oh, it's, cool. uh, Smuggler's Cove mm. in San Francisco just kind of released their book of what they've been ne- doing, and... It is really cool. Um, you know, maybe the most positively effective thing I've got is probably the Plantation 20, 20th Anniversary rum bottle, which yeah. I think has made my life a lot better. Yeah. Um, because it's amazing.
1: Yeah. And... Is this for work or for your personal for my No, for
0: my house. Okay. Well, it was actually something... That I got for free, mm-hmm. so it was zero dollars. But it's uh, made everything a lot better. Yeah. Um, got a really nice cutting board that mm-hmm. has really stepped up the the bar. Because mm-hmm. um, kitchen gadgets are another obsession.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, good knives, good kitchen gadgets. Thinking
1: they can make or break you. Oh yeah. But mm-hmm. like,
0: so much time spent at Crate and Barrel.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just
0: pouring over them. Uh, and luckily, on our wedding registry, we just got all kinds of really cool stuff from Crate and Barrel. So yeah. We are all stocked up with beautiful plates very and nice. silverware and little tools.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, a bar spoon. Bar spoon. Definitely a $30 bar spoon. mm mm-hmm. uh, Very, very positive mm-hmm. effect. Okay. A, a good bar spoon cannot be uh, be taken for granted.
1: Okay, good. All right, I think i got just a couple questions left, but yeah, we'll just riff on other <laughs> things. Okay, cool. so continuing with the random theme then. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you could have a billboard plastered up anywhere, what would you put on it? And where would you put it?
0: Mm. <clears throat> I think I would... Uh, I'd put it somewhere in the Central West End close enough to the restaurant that probably just said St. Louis drink more cocktails, mm-hmm. um, because I think that that would that would make everyone that I knows life better, because yeah. they'd make more money mm-hmm. and the places would be more full, and not that like St. Louis people should stop drinking beer and other things, um, but I would like that to just be like hey everyone. Drink more cocktails. Um, also, I don't know, maybe have some sort of theme of like stop killing people.. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just like, I don't know, there's every day you wake up and there's this terrible news and it's so sad. Oh no, it would definitely say uh, stop playing Pokemon Go. That's <laughs> what it would definitely say. Um, just seeing like the sea of zombies in mm-hmm. Forest Park mm-hmm. that are like wandering around is, you know, like, it, it makes me nervous for people. Yeah. Because I think people are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. People are going to get mugged. Mm-hmm. And I see too many people that I know, like, trying to give up shifts and trying to have sick days because they're playing a game. Oh. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy. True. <laughs> it's not good. Yep. And in your free time, you know, do what you like. But um, a, a game that's like natively affecting people's jobs Mm -hmm. just
1: yeah as of today it it came out what like a week ago i think kind of like obsession with pretty much everyone we know probably yeah
0: it's it's insane and the fact that like there are places like promoting like come here because there's Mm -hmm. pokemon Mm -hmm. i have never played pokemon in my life Mm -hmm. and so to me it's just foreign concept i don't get it um but i know people who are super into it Mm -hmm. and like i and i know they're great smart people so I'm not I mean I know that I'm sure it is fun Mm -hmm. I'm sure that if I were to download it I would have fun playing it but I I would urge people to not get lured into places that other people are waiting for them to Mm -hmm. mug them Mm -hmm. it's crazy yeah it is okay less less Pokemon more cocktails
1: here
0: stop killing people
1: yeah (laughs) There you go. All three of those
0: messages. Yes. Okay,
1: that could be your next
0: tattoo. Yeah, it could be. Like in billboard form, like right here.
1: (laughs) Do that. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I just have two questions left, unless Mm -hmm. you want to say anything else. But, uh, do you have any asks or requests for people who are listening to us? Hmm. Anything at all?
0: I would say... Um, well, I guess like speaking to a general audience of people who often are going out to eat, often are going to bars, often like interacting with bartenders, um, I would urge patrons to uh, stop uh, asking your bartender for a uh, like one-off drink that's mm-hmm. not on the menu. Mm-hmm. Stop being disappointed that. If your bartender recommends something to you on the menu that it's like not special. Mm -hmm. Because the time and process that goes into putting something on the menu is always going to be better than some random thing that person makes right then. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I would say to people who are in the industry that I think the most important thing I heard when I was in New York from... Joaquin Simo, who owns Pouring Ribbons, who was a death and kill, um, that was very inspiring was just talking about, uh, bartenders, bar managers, owners, like just cultivating the, the next generation and the people you work with and like constantly stretching each other. And, uh, you know, actually having a curriculum that helps your staff learn and progress, um, which I think is really exciting because we have so many more people that are, you know, excited about food and excited about cocktails and beer and wanting to be involved in the industry. And uh, and then when you get in the industry, everyone's just too busy to share these things with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that the best thing I heard was just, you know, like actively stretch people, grow people, and put them in a position where they can actually, like, run with it and learn because I think that's what was I was given that position at small batch from uh from the people in charge and I totally for no reason should have been given that position mm-hmm. and it was like the most pivotal thing uh in my career and like forced me to you know learn something very well and execute it.
1: I like that. Cool. Okay. Uh and then Last thing is, where can people find you in person and, I guess, online if you want to give your Hmm. other stats?
0: Um, You can find me at retreat lots of hours a week. Uh, Wednesday and Friday mornings, or like Mm -hmm. lunches. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Thursday night, uh, Saturday night... M- Monday nights the best night mm-hmm. Monday night's the best night to come to retreat because it's a little more chill um, it's the best night that's that's one of the nights I work Is special stuff bar. goes
1: on Monday night?
0: Uh, no it's just that it's like a really good industry crowd mm-hmm. um, really good neighborhood crowd and uh, that's the night that I'm behind the bar so I love
1: it. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, I am on Instagram very infrequently, mm-hmm. but I do have some sort of presence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just t wiggins underscore one. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't posted anything on Twitter in a long time, but I retweet some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm fairly active on Facebook. I'm mm-hmm. very much uh, not about sharing my opinions and more just about supporting people and supporting businesses and like saying things I like instead of saying things I don't like um oh which brings me to the one thing I did want to say is that there are uh so many people in St. Louis that are uh doing amazing things with their, their bar programs mm-hmm. and their kitchens and I would just urge people to like go support those places and I think we're all guilty of, like, falling into this pattern of only going to a couple places. You know, you have your mm-hmm. places you like, um, and I would tell people, go go try places, even if it's just for, like, a cheese plate and a drink, and, like, get... Mm-hmm. You don't have to spend $150 at a place to, like, check it out, um, especially Publico and Randolphies. I talk to so many people who have not been to those restaurants. Mm-hmm um and they are amazing
1: they're very good
0: so amazing yes
1: i mean so many new places i mean opening every week
0: yeah it's It's a nice
1: problem to have it is
0: it's so exciting and the biggest theme is that these new restaurants um always have top-notch beverage uh programs Mm -hmm. tied in with the food you know you can't just open a really good restaurant and not think about the bar side anymore which in St. Louis, that used to used to be able to do that, and, mm-hmm. and people would still go and eat there. And so I think that's exciting to see that you know, people care enough now and are more in the know, and they, they, they want both.
1: Right, that's cool. All right, well, Tim, <laughs> thanks for coming over and chatting, yeah. telling us about stuff. That's awesome. Um of And we look forward to see what you're doing next at retreat.
0: Yes. So, yes. Great. Thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you have feedback regarding this podcast, good or bad, please send an email with the subject line podcast to weeatstuffstl at gmail.com. Also, if you have ideas for other folks we should interview, please let me know. Please join us next week for another interview, but in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye.